Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. So one of my clients, this is what he said. He told me in these exact words, he was like, I realized I was spending so much time managing the systems that manage my information that I wasn't doing anything with the information. And I was like, that right there is gold. It is. The problem that you described is a problem that every software company has. A software company builds the software. They built the product because they identify the problem and they want to solve the problem. I think that it that this ecosystem in general, just these tools that are coming out in this era, they require consultants to, to bridge that gap because yeah. the software company doesn't see it as its responsibility to educate people about why they need the software. They look at it like, let's build a better tool. Yeah, well, they don't know how people are going to use it. You know, like I, I because I, I talked to Dennis, the, the founder of Mem a lot, and he's always just like baffled yeah. at the different ways that I figure out how to use Mem. You know, I was like, I, I found a way yeah. to use Mem as a replacement for email. He was like, what the hell? I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. I'm here with Gareth at an ungodly hour at 730 in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah, because Gareth uh, didn't manage his time or something like that. And yeah, know, I, it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. We were set to record this at what, 5 a.m. your time? And I woke up at 430. But all all good. At least Sorry. we're doing it. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. See, at least you apologize. So apologize to your friends. Lesson number one. Um, no, yeah, but no, all, all joking. Lesson like, number two, you know, set an alarm the night before. If you said you're going to get up at 6 a.m. Lesson. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Seriously. That's the, if that's the excuse, I, bro, it gets worse. You know what happened? I hmm. got home last night from an avalanche game. Came like, didn't drink harder at all. Like was, was relatively sober. I think I had a beer mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and just went to bed. The thing is, here's the catch. I don't know if you saw my Slack message. Today's my birthday. So oh. I blocked out my entire birthday for like no work. But I was like, I'm going to nail this, this thing well, with Srini in the morning. If you had told me that, I would have been like, dude, why are we doing this on your birthday? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. How but old are you? This is what I love to do. How 42, old? bro. 42. You're I'm an 42. Old ass man. You are an old man, man. Like I, I feel old <laughs> at 44 and I'm just like, holy shit, this is not turning out the way I thought it was going to. But what does? It wouldn't be fun if it did. 
Yeah, I mean, like, only- <laughs> there's nothing predictable about life, you know, like we talked about, yeah. fresh, you know, freshmen in a recent episode. But uh, so speaking of things not turning out the way you thought they were going to see, we can do segues <laughs> as always that seem like they don't you know, uh, have any actual connection to what we're talking about. But one of the things okay. that we decided to do um, now that we're back and we're going to be on a regular schedule is a, a series of, of case studies. And so Gareth has a, a new course that is out called Built to Scale. And what we thought would be interesting and useful is to do a case study. And, and, you know, I get to be the beneficiary of his brilliance and knowledge, although sometimes I think he's an idiot and he sometimes thinks I'm an idiot. Um, Yeah, because I leave cabinets open at his house. And and the thing is, truth is, I don't give a shit. That's what I realized. It's a long list, folks. It's a long list. It's a long list. list. I've been writing an article about the the consequences of ADHD, like the long and short term. And I was like, you know, people with ADHD forget to close doors, to turn off lights, they lose things. And I realized what it is. It's one, our brain has already processed whatever it is we were doing so fast. And we don't right. give that much of a shit. Like when we care, we're on it, like sure. in a way that most people can't be, you know, like rapid execution on it. Um, so speaking of rapid execution, you know, tell people about built to scale. And then I will uh, you know, talk briefly about what we're going to do here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Yeah, so here's here's the deal. About a year ago, I realized that the no-code space uh, was growing so fast that it had there's such a need for consultants in in and around this space. It's impossible for Gap Consulting, my my business, to serve all those people. And I thought, well, what better way to help the industry as a whole and also to, uh, you know, a secret passion of mine as well is to just help people achieve their own entrepreneurial journey and their financial freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think working, you know, in a cubicle for 40 hours uh, a week is just not a way to live. So, so I was like, well, how, how can I serve all those, you know, um, passions? And the answer was obviously build a, a brand and a course around teaching people what we did mm-hmm. with, uh, with Gap Consulting. How did we get to, uh, you know, first I had to supplement my income, right. Or actually like, uh, make enough money so that I could work this job full time. And then how did I take that to a million dollar business? So that's what built to scale is, is all about. It's going to be teaching folks how to become their own consultants in, in around this space. And I'm excited to say we've been testing out the course for about six months. And of our initial cohort, we took five people on originally mm-hmm. and three of them are consistently making over 10 K. One of them is making as much as 50K a month. Wow. It's insane. Okay, yeah. so you know, this is why I thought, you know, when you told me those results, I was like, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to be your next guinea pig for this. And I thought, per, what, what, and we needed an idea for what content we're going to do for the show. So I thought, okay, so what yeah. we're going to do is we're going to do a series of steps where we're going to go through, you know, the modules in, in Gareth's course. And I think that the first place that I want to start is with what people do wrong when they start a business, because you and I have <laughs> wildly different approaches to this. Like mine was sort of, I, I just started creating shit and and basically tried to start, you know, figuring out what a business model was going to be, which works sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that that is actually a much harder way to do things. There are pros and cons to each, right? Because I had an audience right from the start. Like that was one thing that I, I didn't have an issue with is that I had an audience. And right. there's something, I, I think if I remember correctly, um, the hell is his name? When a podcast guest, John Acuff, he'd written a bunch of books. One of the things that he had said is, you know, don't ask what you can sell people, ask how you can help people. And of course, you know, naturally when you, no matter how big the audience, because he had a huge audience and he, his wife was like, yeah, "Yeah, you can't treat these people like your ATM machine. Um, And so there's a sort of balancing act between, okay, what am I going to do for money? And I think Seth Godin had a really good boundary. He was like, my blog is free. I have tons of other free stuff and this is what I charge for. And yes, concrete on that boundary. I mean, that's a boundary you put between you and I, where you're like, all right, you know what? You might be my friend, but I'm not going to do this shit for free, which I was like, all right, fair enough. And and through this, you know, I, I think it made 
things better between us. And I've hired you guys. I've yeah. actually paid you guys to do things for me, even though you're my best friend. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a well, big one. I think having having clear boundaries when you start a business in terms of what you'll do for free and what you won't is a difficult thing, especially when you don't know what you do. You haven't worked with enough of your ideal client yet or served your customer enough yet to yeah. even know like how you bring value. You just really have an idea. And mm-hmm. so the, the beginning is muddy. Right. Yeah, and it's and always going to be it's sometimes it's messy. Well, I mean, like you, you, the, one of the things, the reasons I had no problem hiring you is you did actually do something for me for free. That was massive at the very beginning. Like I couldn't afford right. you to, to hire you to do that now. I'm sure it would be like, because yep. you'd probably to do what you did for me, I think. And you did it in like an hour and you charge what, like 6,000, you'd probably charge about six or $7,000 for that now. I'm guessing. Well, bear in mind. Yeah. So what you're saying is I did it in an hour. I did the the work itself in an hour, but the understanding your process yeah. as your best friend, I've been knowing your process now for years, right? Yeah, yeah, that's So there true. was like countless hours of of work that if that if you were a client who just found me online, I would have had to do a lot of discovery with you right, to figure right. out like, what's your process? How do you do all this stuff? Yeah, that's um, one thing I, I would say, you know, like, because a lot of people don't even know their process. It's, it's hilarious. Like people build massive yeah. businesses without knowing their process. And then they, that it's usually <laughs> like when they get to a certain point where there's like 25 employees, that it all just starts to fall apart. Like Sam Altman has talked about this. Yeah. This happens to startups, yeah. like where process just breaks. Um, and, and I've been is, saying this for years. Inevitably, right? I mean, even if you know your process perfectly, the bigger you get, you have to reinvent it constantly. Like I'm still reinventing our process. Yes. Yeah. Because as you get bigger, different things have to be delegated to different parties. Yeah. Different teams grow, you know, out of out of your growth. You you form different teams and different uh, different approaches to doing things. So your your process is all number one, most people never identify their process. Number yeah. two, your process is in a constant state of evolution. So and especially when you're first luck. starting out, like, the, the, you know, part of the reality when right. you're first starting out is that you do kind of have to throw spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks um, a little bit. But you also have to have some semblance of intention behind, uh, you know, the experiments you're conducting. So, you know, I started a blog and I it eventually evolved into what is today unmistakable media and, you know, what what is a lot of the other things I'm doing. But you didn't. Uh, you had a very different approach to this, uh, you know, and, and like I've been at this way longer than you have. And yet your business is at seven figures, partially because I think you were very intentional about thinking about the business. So so talk about that. Like, you know, I think that that's worth mentioning to people. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Okay, so here's an analogy for you before we get into the how. Uh, you me- I remember long ago you you'd mentioned to me that the difference between me and one of your other friends who said that he was starting a business is that he went to start a business and the first thing he did was make business cards. And I actually like did the service, right? Yeah. Like I did the thing I said I was going to do for my clients. And I've started experimenting and finding people I could do that work for. Yeah. So, so this is the key difference, right? Uh, many people plan and, and they don't, they don't start doing the thing. In fact, I was just talking to a friend the other day, brought a, a really smart business, uh, plan to me, a business idea to me. And he was like, so I'd really love your help writing a business plan. And I was like, for what? Dude, like, what? He doesn't need to ask for capital. It's a service-based business. He could start today if he really cared about it. And the truth of the matter is he's just not going to do it. And I can tell by, you know, the way that he acts about it, right? Yeah, well, people play business instead of do business. That's what I realized. It's like, you know, you're not a little kid playing, you know, it's like kids who play house. It's like you're playing business by making business cards. I mean, what are other activities that people, like, okay, setting up your social media profiles, tweaking, you know, your design. There's all these little things that have, like, a negligible impact. Like, I remember when we saw, you know, somebody on our team was like, uh, the favicons on, you know, our properties are not uniform. I'm like, who gives a fuck? I'm like, that is such a waste <laughs> of time. I'm like, seriously, Dude. like, that's what we're spending. Like, we're not, it, those kinds of things are where yeah. people actually don't realize that, yeah, okay, fine. Like, those things might matter a little bit, but they don't matter anywhere as near as much as anybody thinks. Oh, not even. And here, the, the truth of business is the easier you make it for someone to buy from you, the 
faster you'll get to revenue and the better you'll do. Well, look, so Ramit, so, Ramit said in his copywriting course, he goes over metrics, right? He's like, people stress out over metrics. He's like, literally, you need to know three things, traffic, conversion, uh, and something else. I don't remember. Yeah, traffic and conversion literally were the only two KPIs he's like, you need to measure. Sure. Sure. I mean, that, that's, that's Jared's very helpful. Traffic. Uh-oh, I'm here. Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. No, you're good. Right, you're good. Back. Yeah, you're good. So Josh, make KPIs. a cut here, please. So traffic and KPIs are great. Um, but you know, I, when you're starting out a business, you're not even going to have that much traffic. Yeah. You're not going to have that many conversions. You know, uh, for you, what you need to do when you're starting out is focus on a few customers. If you're, if you're looking at being a consultant, that is focus on finding a few customers every month who will pay you thousands of dollars a piece, mm-hmm. right? That will very quickly and easily supplement your income or become a full-time income for you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, you've heard my story. I, I made yeah, 10K well, like, my first month. So actually, I want to talk about this idea of supplementing your income versus just, you know, taking the leap. Because I think that leap is a big mistake for a lot of people. I saw so many people when I first started that would just, you know, quit their job with no plan or no net, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. Reed Hoffman says, you know, that whole thing about, you know, starting a startup is like, you know, jumping out of a uh, airplane without a parachute and building it on the way down. And yeah, there's a grain of truth to that. That's easy to say if you're working at a Reed Hoffman funded startup. Yeah. You know, but if you're people like us, that's that's ridiculous. That's actually bad advice. Context, again, matters here. And you know, like you could yeah, yeah. you had to do that. I mean, you had a kid, you had a mortgage like if you had done that, it would have been the risk level there is just not. I mean, you're basically putting yourself sure. in a really risky situation when you do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. like you, you you made a great point. Like, I, I you know, 10,000 in your first month, like that's that. I remember when I saw the results, I was like, OK, what the hell are you doing? Uh, so that's why, right. you know, which takes us into the the problem solving thing, right? Like, I think that that's the place where I, I realized, you know, ultimately, like, what do people pay you for? There's sort of this idea, right, that people are like, OK, I want to make this, you know, art and people are paying for it. And then even for artists, I had to frame it. I told them, I was like, let's think about making art as solving a problem for somebody. I mean, then, so what's the problem you're solving? It's like, well, Srini's house looks like a shithole bachelor pad in a frat house. I'm going to make <laughs> art to make his place beautiful so that women will want to stay here or somebody will actually want to date him. I'm like, you're solving multiple <laughs> problems. So I think that yeah, that's yeah. honestly part of it is the framing, right? Even if you're making art, like if you can frame it as what's the problem I solve, I solve the problem that your house looks like shit and I make it beautiful. Or you hate the right. way your space makes you feel. I make you feel better by making art that's beautiful in your space. So even as an artist, you can frame it from that perspective. I mean, it, it look that you know when it comes to art, the the whole thing is subjective. It's like this is good art, this is shitty art. You know, I think there are things that sure. are like probably in the MoMA that I'm just like, how the fuck is this art? You, like speaking of, of the MoMA, I, I the San Francisco Modern Museum of Art. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is considered modern art. They had a, a porta potty with a roll of toilet paper by it. You and I could be modern oh, yeah. artists. Oh, we are, man. Uh, I saw somebody dunked out a, a a vacuum bag. Yeah. And like put it on a canvas, right? It was like literally just the crack that your vacuum cleaner picks up. And they're like, it's carved. Yeah. yeah not my style, right? Well, but exactly. Hey, there's but, a buyer. Hey, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, now that we've made our jokes about, you know, modern art. Um, yeah. Really. Sorry, I mean, artists. Ultimately, like, I think that the, the sun, there's. I remember what struck me most, and there are a lot of people, even Ramit Sethi in his uh, Earn One K course, tells people not to start a blog, like, you know, because there's so much nonsense about, oh, 
start a blog. And his course is like, no, you just monetize a skill that you have, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, I think that this is something that I, I often see, right? People undervalue what they already know how to do and think yes. that, oh, I, you know, I need to learn this new thing or this new skill and somebody will then, you know, pay me for it. It's like, well, no, if you're terrible at something, why are you trying to learn something that you have no aptitude for or, you right. know, or monetize the thing you're incre- you're already good at, right? And that was the other problem that I had is this is this is one of the hard lessons when I got to business school. I looked at my resume and I'm like, this is just a bunch of bullshit, like bullet points spun into bullshit to sound like I know how to do something. And I realized I was mm-hmm. like, I don't have any tangible evidence of my skills. And the reality is I don't have any skills that are worth somebody paying me for. And right. so part of you know starting a blog was like, OK, I need to develop writing chops. At least I can say, OK, you know what? I can consistently create content. So I developed the content production skill. Yeah. And of course, from that come a whole other set of skills. But you, yeah, I mean, you started with the most simple approach to this, if I remember correctly. So you talk to people about that. Yeah. The, the, and this is the thing, right? Don't start a blog. Don't do all this extra stuff. Don't build a website. Don't get business cards. Do something that's going to test and validate whether you have a, a business on your hands or not. Yeah. So for me, this is the simplest I could cut that down to create a video that's 10 minutes long. Took me longer than 10 minutes to record it, but that was the final product. 10 minutes teaching people how to use Airtable, which was the tool I wanted to consult in. Spend $5 a day advertising that video in stream video ads using Google ads. Yeah. And so $5 a day, uh, the average uh, that you'll pay is about five cents per view. Mm-hmm. So you're getting about a uh, hundred views for $5. Yeah. Of those views, some of them will be intrigued. This is my hypothesis. Some of them will be intrigued and will want to learn more. So I'll give them a place to go. Like, here's where, here's what you can do for a next step if you are interested. Mm-hmm. And all I did was I built a landing page. It, it wasn't asking for email. It was a landing page that talked about Airtable, how it could change your business and said, book a call with me. There were like five places on this page as you scrolled through and read it that there was like book here, book now. Here's my Calendly embedded on the page. 100% free to book these calls, by the way. Yeah, that's and, actually a really important point because it, I yeah. think this is, it takes us back to the idea of, okay, demonstrate what you can do for somebody, especially if you want to sell them a service that costs this much, you know, give them, because that gives you an idea to talk talk to them. Because I think that we've gotten so caught up in sort of online marketing, email funnels, all stuff, people undervalue like that, you know, ability to talk to a person. If anybody's going to spend that much money on your services, I don't think I've ever, like, you know, I've done public speaking engagements, right, where you get paid 10 grand for an hour. Those don't happen without phone calls. Nobody just says, hey, you know, Srini, I want to hire you. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, the, right. uh, the more money that somebody is going to spend with you, the more the better off you are getting on the phone. Sam Altman tells this amazing story uh, about how in his first startup, they you know, they were about to lose a client. And he said, you should be willing to get on an airplane if you have to, if it's that important. And they literally just showed up at this client's office. They were about to ink the deal with somebody else. And they just sat waiting in their lobby and wow. they let them in. And he, and he said, like, that was the difference between losing a client and not. I mean, at that, you're at that sort of level, you you have to be that uh, relentless about getting what you want. But I, that's the thing. Like, I, I remember that I wrote this post about digital intimacy and how, like, there are levels of digital intimacy with sort of text being the lowest form of digital intimacy. And 
video being right. sort of next and then in person as intimate as it gets. Uh, but right. yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's just something to be said for connecting with a person where you're having a live conversation that you just cannot communicate via email okay. or anything. It's just not possible. I mean, if you're talking about a $200 for sure. I mean, even there was a guy who, who you know, called me, the other, who tech, sent me an email the other day and he's like, hey, Shri, I'm, I'm thinking about buying your course and I, I have some doubts and, and you know, some some questions. Would you be willing to hop on a call? And, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I don't know if this guy will buy my course for $200, but he might hire me for a thousand. So, you know what? I, I literally said, hey, dude, yeah. um, at first I said, send me an email. And then I replied back saying, hey, I'm about to hop in the car. So um, just text me and I'll call you right back. And I did. And we had a, a great chat. And, you know, maybe he'll buy the course, maybe he won't. But now suddenly he's like, the thing is that that also will change the perception of, wait a minute, Trini was willing to get on the phone. Yeah, 100%. That that right there, I think, is huge because it just sets you apart. Like these small things matter uh, when it comes to all this. So now we're going to go into Gareth actually analyzing, you know, my website and the basics of what you need for a website for a consulting business. And if you want to hear the next part of the episode and how we are going to start scaling a business to $10,000 a month, make sure you subscribe at unmistakablecreative.com slash backstage. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. 
head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.